for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show's back and ready. Glad you're here. Hope you've had a great day. We are live 4-6 to six, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, and it's always a great day in the Black Hills. Here we go. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. It's the Black Hills Sports Station. Stream us all the time. If you get out of radio range on the FM or the AM, you've got us right there on your phone, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream there, and then you can watch this show live. We're the only radio show streaming and Twitter X with live video. For the most part, uh, follow us there, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter X and on YouTube. Just search The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You've got all the shows live and archived right there. So a lot of ways we can welcome you in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. When it comes to this time of year, there's stuff, man. There is some bad stuff going around. We always get into Black Hills Urgent Care, whether it's me, my wife, my kids. Black Hills Urgent Care, fast, affordable, convenient. Get right in on two locations. They're on Haynes Avenue, also on Mountain View Road and Bacon Park. Black Hills Urgent Care is the team proudly owned by physicians. Best care in Rapid City. They'll get you better quicker. Check in online before you go. You don't have to wait around in the lobby with the uh, sick people there. (laughs) I mean, we all get this stuff, right? So check in. That's what we do, bhucare.com bhucare.com with the letter U. You check right in and then you get taken care of. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. We're out of the gates on a Wednesday, so what do we got for you today? Good stuff across the board, local, regional, national. A couple of questions of the day. We'll shoot it around, get you on the program if you want in. Uh, here we go. Craig Maddox going to join us. It is East River meets West River. Our Sioux Falls Rapid City Meetup. SDPB Sports, longtime broadcaster, Sioux Falls, Craig Maddock coming up. NFL analyst Eric Eager is on tonight from Cincinnati, SumerSports.com, NFL analyst Eric Eager on tap. We're going to talk baseball, Hall of Fame, kind of the, the backstory, and, and what's this all about, the Hall of Fame? What do you think these days of the Baseball Hall of Fame, or in general, history of sports. This is big thoughts, deep thoughts of me and my friends in Las Vegas over the weekend. We're going to go deep today. Scott Pianowski is on the way, Major League Baseball writer, uh, talking Hall of Fame. Joe Maurer gets in yesterday for the Twins, Todd Helton for the Rockies, a couple of great guys, great uh, ambassadors of the game. YahooSports.com, Scott Pianowski is on the way. Also, we're going to go up to North Dakota tonight. Mike McFeely is going to join us from Fargo inforum.com columnist and he wrote a big story today on Kalen DeBoer and his hometown roots of Millbank, South Dakota. Mike McFeely on tap and on the high school basketball front, we've got some rivalries coming up Friday, Saturday. Stevens Central, round two in high school hoops here in town. Stevens head girls basketball coach Adam Denenbring is going to join us live as the Stevens girls have been on a roll as of late. All right, Wednesday show ready to go. 
720-1067 is our number if you want to join us live. 720-1067. You've got the studio line ready to go. And the Barons-Wilson text line is open. 720-1067. Barons-Wilson listener text line. Direct text the show. That comes in right here. 720-1067. Okay. A uh, couple of things I want to start with. Let's go with um, a trivia question right out of the gate. This gives you the backstory of what we discussed uh, over my over my weekend, Kay. And with the Baseball Hall of Fame being announced yesterday, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this right out of the gate, but I want a little trivia. I want to know where the sports fans of 2024 are at. I want to know what type of listeners we have on this program. You guys are knowledgeable. You're smart. You're sports fans. You get this, okay? So I've got a trivia question. You can't look it up. I want you to be honest with me. Text in if you know this answer, okay? Right out of the gate. I was asked over the weekend a sports question. This guy, he asked me, he said, you're a sports, uh, this is your job. You're a sports expert. I said, hey, use that term loosely, okay? But he said, you, you got to know sports. And you know what he asked me? Do you know who Pi Trainer is? And I'm going to ask you that question right now. That's a quick one, Okay. You don't have to go uh, over his stats or all, all of the details. I want to know, and this leads to my uh, discussion here today, what we're going to have. Who is Pi Trainer? It's a sports question. Do any of you know that? 720-1067. you got to text me on it. Text the text line if you know. And if you do know, if you really do know, I'll set you up. I'll grab somebody random that doesn't look it up. And I'll give you a $25 gift card to Poor 54. One of my favorites, right? Downtown. Poor 54. I'll give you 25 bucks to enjoy Poor 54. The Nate Brown Show. Question up. Well, it's just a random trivia question. I was asked this over the weekend. Hey, you're a sports guy. You got to know history of sports. You got to know what you're talking about. And he asked me, "Who's Pie Trainer?" <laughs> you know what my answer was? I I don't know Pie Trainer. I'm not going to be making stuff up. I, I was I don't know who Pie Trainer is. So then we asked a random group of guys in Las Vegas. There was four guys standing around in a circle. We asked a random group of guys, "Do you think one of those guys knew who Pie Trainer was? Four guys standing around. One of them knew. One of them knew. Okay? Out of the four, there was one that knew. Now, we've had a couple of answers come in on the text line, and it feels like it's fast enough that you didn't look this one up on your phone. I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. We've only had a couple of answers. So what that tells me is... There's quite a few people that don't know who Pie Trainer is. I did not know who Pie Trainer is. I I uh, consider myself pretty well versed. Like I, I joke around saying I'm not a sports expert. I've done this quite a while. I value history. I love uh, a lot of sports. Like I don't have an expertise on all sports, but I love a lot of sports and a wide variety of sports. I did not know who Pie Trainer was at the time. The one random guy in Vegas out of the group of four, there was one that knew it, and I thought, is this about the percentage of guys who 
know and go this far back and they know who Pie Trainer is. So the end of the story is what? The buddy that asked me, do you know who Pie Trainer is? I said, no. He goes, that's, 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 that's terrible. I mean, you've got to have knowledge. You've got to appreciate history. You've got to know this stuff. And by the way, this guy knows like the history of the sport like no other. He's gotten into it lately like no other. So he so he knows. He had a little advantage. He's like looked up the history of the sport for like the last year. Um, the moral of the story, the answer is, Pie Trainer is a Major League Baseball player, a great third baseman from the 20s and 30s for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, do I feel bad that I did not know that? I don't feel bad. I'm thinking, I'm like, hey, I know baseball history. I know some major names and Willie Mays. I mean, these are some big names in baseball. Pie Trainer to me was not a big name, but I was. I, I look at his numbers and I say, man, his numbers are really, really good. We're talking high level, third baseman, but we go all the way back to the 20s and 30s. So the point of our story and this question that was asked to me this weekend was, how many younger people and quote-unquote the next generation, will appreciate the history of sports. That was the uh, point of this question. And then the point of going over to the group of guys like, how many people are going to know, and Pi Trainer's a, a random one, but a big enough name that some people say, hey, you got to look into the history of sports and, and you should know guys like this. And it led us to say... There is a younger group of folks, I don't consider myself too young, but I'm, I'm not that old, right? Not too old and crabby yet. There's a younger group, and then our kids, that I've been thinking about, to me, will not have a same sense of history in sports as even I have. That's what I believe. So when I, when I look at the Baseball Hall of Fame class go in yesterday, who's that important to? And, and what I'm telling you is, 10 years from now, let's even say 20 years from now, my kids are, they, they get older, 20 years from now, is my kids' generation going to care about the Baseball Hall of Fame? Are they going to care about the all-time greats from the NBA or the NFL? This sounds like an old crusty guy segment where it's, oh, we appreciate it, we look into it, we, we aren't uh, absorbed into our phones and distracted by all these things. Well, we're kind of starting to get that way. I feel like history is losing its spot in the sports category. And I think it's probably starting with folks my age or even a little younger. I don't think there's an appreciation of the history of sports as there was with some of you older guys and your folks. I don't think there was. The pie trainer experiment, say what you will, there's a boatload of people you could walk down the streets of Rapid City and say, hey, do you know who pie trainer is? How long would it take you to find somebody? <laughs> I think it, it And then I want you to go over to a high school and say, hey, do you guys know who Mark McGuire was? That's not that long ago. We're talking home run champ. We're talking home run race with Sammy Sosa. Do you guys know who Mark McGuire was? Could you find a bunch of high schoolers that know that today? I don't know on that. 
I really don't know. So what I'm asking you is, will the next generation have an appreciation for the history of sports, the young generation, the next generation, do you think young people will continue to have an appreciation for the history in sports? Hall of Fame class announced yesterday. We look at it and we go, man, there's some great players. I watch Sheffield. I watch Andrew Jones. These guys aren't even that old. This is my generation. I know these guys. But I have a feeling my kids will not know them. And then the guys that were talking to me about Pie Trainer, they gave me a perfect example. They said, see, I know who Pie Trainer is from the 20s and 30s. This is an all-star third baseman for the Pirates, and you don't even know who he is. And then it's going to get worse as the generations go. That was the projection. Um, let me ask you that, by the way. Hall of Fame class announced yesterday, will young people in the next generation have an appreciation for the history of sports? Yes, history will be valued all the way, or no, younger people won't care. 720-1067 um, on the Barons-Wilson text line. Hey, by the way, congratulations. We got a couple of people that entered the pie trainer sweepstakes, and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They came in pretty quick. Um, one guy said, pie trainer, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Okay, <laughs> Pie trainer. See the knowledge you gain from the Nate Brown Show? You just tune in on a random Wednesday and you found out who Pie Trainer was. And third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates with great numbers back in the day. One of the great third basemen. You just thought there was Mike Schmidt and nobody else, right? You just thought it was Mike Schmidt. Uh, Pie Trainer from the 20s and 30s. All the knowledge you're going to get. Uh, let me update the poll here. Do you think young people will uh, have an appreciation for the history of sports moving forward? What do you say? Um, 63% answering, 105 votes, 63% no, young people won't care as we move forward. 37% yes, history will always be valued. My guess is this, I don't want to be skeptical, I don't want to be crusty old guy. I don't think the younger people will even know as much as we know now. And I don't think I know as much as the generation above me or maybe had an appreciation. I have an appreciation for history. I look back and I said, there's some all-time great players. All-time great players. You have to show the appreciation and respect for the guys that laid the foundation and the whole thing. And I go on my soapbox. I have a feeling the younger folks with, with Hall of Fame classes announced, they're going to go, eh, who cares? I think. Not everybody. To each their own, not everybody, but I think a majority will not care even as much as we do. Um, let me see here. I've got a response from the South Dakota Football Coaches Association. This is coming in on Twitter. South Dakota Football Coaches Association. They say history will be valued as long as you present it. And what he means by that, he showed me all this. The South Dakota High School Football Coaches Association is doing awards every year now, and they name it in a historical figure from South Dakota. The John Dutton Defensive line, uh, Lineman of the Year. The Kalen DeBoer Upcoming Coach of the Year. So, so I love that. I, I, I get that. I love that. That's a guy, uh, the, the Football Coaches Association, saying, 
hey, here's, here's how you present history. Here's how you make this group of kids or this generation realize who came before you. Who was John Dutton? You think anybody in South Dakota high school football right now knows who John Dutton was in Rapid City? He's one of the all-time great Rapid City athletes. John Dutton, what an unbelievable player over there at St. Martin's. He was, he was at St. Martin's. He was an NFL player. And I bet you you could walk um, around Rapid City to the young people, not the old people, and say, who's John Dutton? That's a perfect example. This Football Coaches Association just sent me this message. They said, hey, we got the John Dutton Defensive Lineman of the Year Award. Present the history, and they'll respect the history. I'm with you on that. I love that. But I think it's got to be uh, done consistently like, like they're going to do. I like that idea. Uh, listener text, it happens for every generation of sports fan. We were told about Johnny Unitas, but we never got to witness his generation. Yeah. See, like, like here's the thing. I tell my daughters all the time about who. Who did I get them into? Who do you think? You take it again. I tell them about who I showed them videos. I showed them my, my posters. I got this. I got that. I told them about Michael Jordan. And so their favorite player still is Michael Jordan. They haven't even hardly seen Michael Jordan play. I've just shown them highlights. We watched some of the, you know, we watched the movie Air. We saw this stuff, and they watched the Michael Jordan documentary, right? And they got into it with the, the whole thing. So they kind of feel, hey, I know Michael Jordan. But again, the Jordan brand is still in today's world. That's a guy that's not separated from history yet. Will their kids know Michael Jordan? Like, that's a huge brand. Will my kids' kids know and care about Michael Jordan? What a question. What a question. Um, listener text coming in. Who is John Dutton? Just kidding. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> but careful because I told you who John Dutton was. I know the story of John Dutton. I had him on this show, what, I don't know, four years ago probably? I think we had John Dutton on. We were going through the Rapid City Hall of Famers. And... Um, had a great interview with John Dutton. I wonder if kids across South Dakota and even kids here in Rapid City know, hey, who was John Dutton? I, I'm guessing you might not get very many good answers. All right. Um, Hall of Fame class in. We'll, we'll expand on that. Scott Pianowski's coming up, Major League Baseball writer for Yahoo Sports. That's, that's straight ahead. Glad to hook you up on some pie trainer knowledge, some John Dutton knowledge, um, the whole thing. I want to go to this really quick. And then I'll get to Craig Maddock, SDPB Sports, Sioux Falls. So tomorrow, let's go to college sports here. Tomorrow, the Power Five commissioners, these are the commissioners of the big boy leagues, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, okay, ACC, eh, Pac-12, kind of, or whatever. But the Power Five commissioners are meeting tomorrow in Washington, D.C. Oh, here we go. So the Power Five commissioners are meeting with who? The NCAA president, Charlie Baker. And they're looking at the new proposal. It's called Project D1. 
They're trying to figure out the primary deal here. How do we get compensation to college athletes and get name, image, and likeness under control? How do we get a new model for Division I football and huge revenue-generating sports? How do we do this moving forward? Because it's the transfer portal Wild West. It's name, image, and likeness dollars Wild West. And so they're trying to figure out how do we get something new but still within some guidelines. Can we get Congress's help? Good luck with that. they got a few things on their mind. Border, Ukraine, budget. You know, just a few things other than the NCAA's mess. Um, so they're trying to figure out what can we do. And you know what's happening? There's a report out from Yahoo Sports today that the Power Five commissioners and Charlie Baker are going to meet and they're going to talk and their suggestions in this Project D1 proposal of how to better do this, they're thinking about revenue sharing in the college sports landscape. That's one of the options. Revenue sharing, meaning the millions and billions that flow to the university athletic departments through TV rights, sponsorships, Revenue, the whole thing, can they honestly revenue share with the athletes? But guess what? There is a lot of skepticism. There is a lot of pushback. According to this report I'm reading today out of Yahoo, there's many commissioners that say the revenue sharing model, a true revenue sharing model with athletes is not going to be feasible. So do you believe them when they say, well, we have to figure out name, image, and likeness and, and, and do that a little differently? Maybe run that through the university. Maybe that'll help. But we honestly can't revenue share with the athletes. How are we going to do that? There's a thing called Title IX. Are you going to give the football player the same amount of money as the volleyball player? Are you going to do that? How can we do revenue sharing? We make millions through the college football playoff. Can we share that revenue with the athletes? Do we have enough left over? These are the things they're talking about tomorrow. Commissioner of the, uh, uh, Commissioner of the Power Five Conferences and Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA, meeting in D.C., and there is already pushback saying, I don't think we can do a true revenue-sharing model. So let me ask you this question. Okay, Question of the day on the Nate Brown Show as we get going. Um, Here's what I want to know. Would you support the ending of donors giving money to these NIL collectives? These are third parties. Would you support ending that and trying to have the university share revenue with the college athletes? Would you support ending the name, image, and likeness collectives, the third-party payments, not really governed and controlled by the university or the athletic department? It's yeah, they have to be in that mix there, otherwise it's a mess. But would you support ending, hey, we're going to look back on this and say, you got fans and donors donating to collectives while the ADs and the coaches and the universities and the TV networks are making millions here, and sometimes billions. Are we going to look back on that saying, wait, so the fans and donors donated to the collectives to pay the players, and the universities, coaches, ADs, and the TV networks made all the money. <laughs> How's that work? How's that work? Well, here's how it works. You know what? Ohio State just released their numbers today. This is Ohio State now, okay? 
Ohio State just released their revenue numbers from 2023. They generated $279 million. You're going to say, whoa, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money to go around. Ohio State generated $279 million. You know how much they spent? Other sports, coaches, facilities, on down the line. You know how much? $274 million. They had just over $4 million in profit, you could say. You're going to say, well, why'd they spend $274 million when they made $279 million? That's how they do it. There were operating losses in some of the other sports, operating losses of $56 million. There's 34 sports that, that they had to subsidize that lost $56 million. <laughs> Ohio State football made $55 million. They made $55 million. So, again, this is the deal. There's nothing easy here. It looks really easy. Colleges should just share the revenue. Universities got to share the revenue. They're getting it from the TV networks. They're getting it from everywhere. And then the other sports cost money, and now they're saying, well, we made $279 million at Ohio State last year, and we had expenses $274.9 million. That was the exact number, $274.9 million. So only made just over $4 million. Sorry, there's not a lot to go around. Do you buy that? Those are the numbers. So how do you share that revenue? Easier said than done, I think. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Well, I don't have a good answer for you besides money ruins everything. <laughs> uh, um, That's a good one. I like yeah, it. Well, and, like, okay, so this is never going to happen, Pipe Dream City. But, like, in other countries, they have, like, clubs for athletics, like yes, soccer clubs yes. and whatever clubs. And, like, the schools are for school. So I, I'm not a huge fan of college athletics just from, like, there's a reason tuition is so high. Um, and it's to pay for a lot of this stuff. And it's ridiculous how much it costs to get an education. So I'm of the opinion that schools should be for school and sports should be for sports. But that's not going to be popular now that's here in the transformational. That's transformational. <laughs> that's like burn it all down, and I, it's not going to happen. But that's my opinion. So okay. Take it for what it's worth. All right, buddy. Thanks for getting uh, in. I appreciate uh, was... it. Um, see, see, here's the thing. Ohio State's making money. There's a ton of universities that aren't even making that money. So these are the answers that everybody's trying to come up with at the meeting tomorrow. Charlie Baker's the NCAA president, meeting with the Power Five commissioners. They're trying to work on this new Project D1. It's a, it's a visionary plan. How do we get this under control, get money to the athletes? They want to. I believe that. They actually want to compensate the athletes. How do you do it? Are you in favor of getting rid of the NIL collectives and having the universities figure this out and share the revenue that comes in? Um, boy, we got a tight vote on that. This is a question of the day, 720-1067. Do you want the university to pay revenue share or keep the name, image, and likeness private donors? 50% say university pay. 50% say keep the NIL private donors. I'll expand on that 
uh, later in the program. That meeting's tomorrow. I've got some thoughts on it, um, and I'll give you that. Hang on. First, Craig Maddox in next. SDPB Sports, live from Sioux Falls. East River meets West River. Craig Maddox on the way. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. The all-new 2024 Harley-Davidson models have landed. Hi, this is Kelly Ray from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson just launched the all-new Street Glide, Road Glide, and CBO models, and we have them in stock and ready to go. We have more models at launch than ever before, and whether you're in town for the stocks or just passing by, be here this Saturday to see everything that's new and enjoy free lunch at 1130 and happy hour all day. Plus, this Saturday only, get a $50 gift card when you spend $300 or more on qualifying genuine licensed merchandise in our motor clothes department. See you this Saturday for free lunch and happy hour at Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. Round 2 of the Rapid City Rivalry takes place this weekend on Fox Sports Rapid City. Friday night, the Rapid City Stevens Raiders host the Rapid City Central Cobblers in a girls basketball matchup at 7. Then the boys take center stage on Saturday as the Rapid City Stevens Raiders battle the Rapid City Central Cobblers at 7. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for all the action, starting with the pregame shows each night at 645. The Raiders and the Cobbler girls on Friday. The Raiders and Cobbler boys on Saturday. Right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. We buy more, you save more. Great deals on tires from Bridgestone, Firestone, Goodyear, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Hankook, and more. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals. Family-owned since 1939. We know tires and service. You should know Pomp's. Visit Pomp'sTire.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show off and running on a Wednesday. If you missed some of the show live, a reminder... Search for the Nate Brown Show podcast. You've got it on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast. SoundCloud, we're out there. The Nate Brown Show. Search for it. You've got every show on podcast form. Packed tonight with a great guest lineup. Hang on. South Dakota Sports Talk Show on live. Fox Sports Rapid City with Craig Maddock. SDPB Sports. Sioux Falls. Little East River meets West River. Kicking off the Wednesday show. Craig, good to have you on. How are you? Hey, always appreciate it when you uh, have me on and we can talk sports, specifically uh, the difference between East River and West River, which <laughs> there is? really there's, huh? there is not that much of oh. a, a chid difference between the oh, two, really. Okay, all right. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> I've got something for you. Um, a couple of buddies of mine, they're older, and they did a little history trivia with me over the weekend. 
and they found out I didn't know who Pi Trainer was. And and uh, so then I just asked my audience, and only like two people knew it right away without looking it up. And so this is interesting. Baseball Hall of Fame gets announced. Pi Trainer, by the way, a player from the 20s and 30s. I wasn't even around. Uh, anyway, uh, so he played for the Pirates, great third baseman. But the point is, the Hall of Fame gets announced, and we had this big discussion. Will young people and the next generation continue to have an appreciation for the history of sports? What do you What do you say? Uh, the history of sports or the history of baseball? Because I think that's a big difference. You do, okay? Yeah, because I, I think baseball today, uh, the uh, the youngins, and when I say the youngins, you know, I would go high school and, and below. Okay, uh, they, I, I don't think they have the desire to really look at the box scores every day and take a look at well, who did what and what team is doing this. I mean, you and I, we'd open the newspaper every day and we'd check out the box scores of everything. Um, plus, the, the the business of baseball has waned amongst uh, a lot of folks. Now, sports, I mean, NFL is still king. I think uh, kids love the NFL. I but think here's the uh, thing. that, that here's will the continue. Thing. Here's the thing, Craig. Would a high schooler, uh, I'm going to say like a sophomore, could I walk into Rapid City or Sioux Falls, and I'm going to use a pretty big name. Hey, tell me who Emmett Smith was. Is that a guarantee? I'm not sure. Boy. Mm, you know, it's a different, it's a, it's a generation away, so I would say maybe not, but they certainly would uh, pick up uh, the current running backs for, of the last five years. Um, it, I think it's a generational thing because, you, do. you know, when, when you and I were growing up, you know, back in the, in the 70s, I mean, we were, you know, we, it was at the waning edge of Wilt Chamberlain and, and Bill Russell and those. But you know what? Today, um, you know, <laughs> I have a hard time now following the NBA as much as I used to. But my point is, it's a generational thing. Kids today know know the superstars of today. Maybe not necessarily the superstars of a generation ago. Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like kids today will not know the older history um, as good as we did. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But, you know, I look back at the, the players from prior, and I know history. Uh, for the most part, except for pie trainer. Don't hold it against me, okay? Uh, but kids today, will they care as much about history? My thought is I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I, I hope they do because it's great to follow the history of, of your favorite league, your favorite sport. I mean, there's so much information out there with all these leagues now, and you can really quickly find out who Pi Trainer is, though. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, I would have had to pull out an, uh, an encyclopedia <laughs> no, to figure out ago. who Pi Trainer ago. was. All right, I got gotcha. you. Okay, Craig Maddock on tonight, SDPB Sports, live from Sioux Falls. So I have something for you. It's legislative season right now. Our legislators are busy in peer. Do you think the legislature should get involved in high school sports in any way? Namely, what if we need to think about a name, image, and likeness uh, situation here in South Dakota? Do you think the legislature should get involved in something like that? Uh, absolutely not. I want the legislature to stay away from me as, as far as possible on uh, things like that. Um, I don't want them getting involved with that. That, that should be up to associations. I mean, if the South Dakota High School Activities Association, if they want to take a look at it and tackle it, 
uh, it should be up to them. Uh, as long as it's legal and everything. I mean, all the, you know, the, the, it's dotted and crossed the T's and everything. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't want my legislature getting involved. Uh, they get involved with too many other things, but that, that's on my end uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I said that. If I can keep that out of it, I, I will keep that uh, separate, please. But uh, how about name, image, and likeness, Craig? I'm not sure where you're at on this. The Activities Association at their board meeting said they're going to discuss it again. Name, image, and likeness payments for high school kids. And what that means is why can a kid here in Rapid City work at the Pizza Ranch for eight hours, but he can't post on social media about the Pizza Ranch buffet and get paid? Why is that? Well, I think the association is a little leery about it yet. This is so early. NIL is so early, especially on the college end. Uh, there's a lot of coaches uh, on Division One who are now seeing that it is having a dramatic effect on their players, their team. Certainly, you got the portal out there too. That's a part of it. Um, the so high I'm, school portal? Oh no! Anyway, uh, okay. The, yeah, the, the, you know, I, I sure hope that doesn't come. But you know, I, I think it's so early in the NIL that that high school associations are wait, waiting to see how this affects. And I think allowing NIL on the high school end uh, is a little bit more trickier because we're dealing with juveniles. You know, kids under the age of eighteen. Um, there may be some laws with that. There may be uh, tax laws. I mean, there's so much that goes with it that I think they, they want to just sit back and wait and see what other states might be doing, see what the effect is on NIL. I, I, I'm a little leery of it as well. Because you are. Let, let's take a, you know, you take a look at, let's say, basketball. We'll just take basketball. We, we can do women's basketball, Iowa with their big superstar down there. She's got NIL money, but what about the fifth starter on that team? Nothing. The fourth starter on that team? Nothing. And so there's discrepancy that has been built in, and does that discrepancy affect the team? We have no idea. We don't hear anything about it. Um, but, but I think there's a huge discrepancy with NIL money, mainly a lot of it going to a very small percentage of a team. Because uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, flake its way down to the swimming team or the track team or anybody else. Here's my guess, though, Craig. I don't think we're going to have any big NIL deals in South Dakota high school sports. We're not going to have any big ones. I just want to see if a kid can get paid to work at Pizza Ranch. Why not post on social media and also get paid? That's a service he or she is doing. I think we're, well, I think you could do it. There's not going to be any big deals to say, I'll pay you to come over to Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, I still think the association is a little leery about it, and I think they're being pretty cautious. And I'm okay with that, being a little cautious. I mean, you know, when I when I was a kid, I worked at a uh, filling station. So uh, I did too. Wow! You know what? And, wow. and you know, I, I checked the oil and all that kind of stuff. And if uh, the only nil money I would have got probably was a candy bar. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I it. even got that. I was changing uh, tires, uh, filling propane tanks, checking the oil. Craig Maddock and Nate Brown. 
two same jobs growing up. Can you believe it? So much alike. Wow, that's unbelievable. (laughs) Okay, um, Craig, let me ask you this one. Um, The American Pediatrics came out with this report yesterday. 70% of kids drop out of sports by age 13. 70%. Why do you think that is? Well, part of it could be once they get into high school, and and let's just talk like Rapid City and Sioux Falls, certainly once you get to high school, unless you're one of the better athletes, you're not going to make the team. And and so then that eventually, if you would play rec ball or something. Um, That's a great question. I I, I just think that um, kids... Parents try their kids with athletics early. They'll throw them in soccer when they're, what, five years old? Oh, yeah. They'll check out and see if if they like it, and they'll play basketball or baseball or whatever and give the kids a chance to see what they want to play. And I I know there's a certain percentage that, you know what, they're they're just not into sports once, once high school begins. I mean, they'll maybe play down at the Y once in a while, but... But 70%. um, I, I would. Is I would pressure? like to know what, what is that. I would. Well, I would like to know what that figure was ten years ago. I like a comparison to see if it was seventy percent ten years ago, twenty years ago. Um, I would certainly love to see what history says about that. It's interesting. the uh, The report said a part of it is one sport burnout. So, so they're playing one sport. They're getting burned out. They're getting injured. That was part of that report from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, and then I, I threw in some other things. I'm like, well, I know there's injury and burnout and the whole thing. I just wonder about the pressure, the professionalized nature of youth sports, kids that have just been playing since they've been six, and now they're like, I'm toast. Yeah, I I don't, I, I mean, we know there, I think there's a very small percentage of the parents that are totally pushing their kids to become whatever kind of athlete they want. Um, I, I don't think there's that many, you think about it. Um, it but so I think it, it, the reason probably is other. There would be other reasons why they're not heavy into sports once they get into high school. Craig Maddock in tonight. His podcast is In Play. How are we looking on In Play, Craig? Well, I had uh, uh, last week we released <clears throat> uh, my podcast, which uh, featured a four-time state wrestling champion, and when he re- when he his career was done after winning his fourth title, he had the most career wins of anybody in the country. But now he is a wrestling coach in Parkston. I'm talking about Garrison's Dan Bonte. Okay, great story for Dan uh, that uh, was released last week, and then uh, coming up next week. I'll give you a sneak peek. You know, one of the big high school stories this week was uh, Dakota Valley. Dakota Valley trying to uh, win, to keep their win streak going. They uh, they they finished at sixty two. They got beat by Hamlin uh, what last weekend. They were two wins away from Armor, the Armor Packers, and that sixty four game win streak with the Tiefen Dollars and the Friedells and the. Glanzers. Well, I talked with Burnell Glanzer, number three all-time wins in boys basketball. You'll hear from Burnell Glanzer of the Armor Packers coming up next week. Armor had a good basketball team. I don't know history. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, see, see how important that is uh, for Craig Maddox in play podcast. You can download it. He's with SDPB Sports in Sioux Falls. Craig, thanks a lot.
Thanks, Nate. Take care. Appreciate it. Craig Maddock in tonight. SDPB Sports, longtime broadcaster, live from Sioux Falls. East River meets West River every week on the Nate Brown Show. All right. A quick timeout, and then I'll answer my own question of the day. Should universities share revenue with college athletes instead of donors giving money to name, image, and likeness collectives? I've got my answer on the way. Did you miss an interview or great segment on The Nate Brown Show? Just find The Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Are you looking to make a positive change? Then look no further. Profile Plan Rapid City works with you to create a custom plan to help guide you to your nutrition, activity, and lifestyle goals. Taking a scientific and evidence-based approach to healthy lifestyle change. Profile Plan certified health coaches meet you where you're at and develop a personalized plan that's simple, effective, and sustainable. Schedule a free consult today at profileplan.com slash rapid city or just stop by their location next to LabCorp on Omaha Street. Football season is almost over and the final showdown is just around the corner. The BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie is having a party like no other. Reserve your seat for the big game experience and let us host your final football throwdown in style. Your seat comes with free play, food, and exclusive souvenir gifts. Watch the game on a giant wall-to-wall television array. Drink specials and prizes will be running all day long. Go to 10lizzie.com today to reserve your big game experience at 10 Lizzie Gaming Resort and take your football party to the next level. Tis the season for four-wheel and all-wheel drives, and we have the best at Denny Menno Toyota. We have new inventory in stock and more arriving daily. Choose some new Toyota Tundras, Camrys, and more. On the lot and on the way. Factory cash incentives and low interest rate financing are available on gas and hybrid models. Find your new Toyota on our lot, on our website, or reserve one that's on the way. See us at Denny Menno Toyota or DennyMennoToyota.com. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. All right, Rapid City, a big announcement from one of my favorite places, Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best happy hour, they've got it. It starts at 3 p.m. with $3 domestic taps and street tacos. Then at 4, $4 South Dakota brewed taps. Then at 5, it's $5 all taps and Detroit-style pizzas on special. Again, it's the Beat the Clock happy hour at Poor 54 from 3 to 6. Poor 54, downtown Main Street, Rapid City. Nearly 150 years ago, Americans didn't race across the plains to settle. They pioneered. They toiled and ground the land into the world we know today, creating opportunities, not just for themselves, but for future generations. Don't settle. Pioneer. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Member FDIC. 
Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, the Black Hills Sports Station. Bring us up online, stream us all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Eric Eager's in tonight, sumersports.com. NFL analyst, find him on Twitter, exit Eric Eager underscore, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Here it is, Championship Sunday coming up. Eric, good to have you. How are you? Nate, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited for a fun weekend of football. I'm with you. I'm going to get to some of this coaching stuff because I want your perspective on it and where guys are going and interviewing the whole thing. Let's go with the games. Um, Who's playing better, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes for you? Well, I mean, Patrick played almost a flawless game on Sunday. Uh, but you know, I was I was actually at the the Baltimore game. Lamar played a great game as well, and Lamar's the MVP of the league, and he's kind of you know pretty deserving. He's had a much better year, uh, I think, overall than Mahomes has had. Uh, he does it obviously differently. He only passed for like 152 yards uh, against Houston, but he ran for you know another I believe 90 or so, uh, rushed for two touchdowns. Um, he's having a better overall season, but you know Patrick is probably the best player in the league, right? So it's going to be a really fun matchup between two quarterbacks who, are, by the time the season is ended, are going to both have two MVPs to their name before the age of 30. Okay, how good is the Ravens' defense? The Bills were struggling. I mean, we know that defensively. Ravens' defense, how much better? Oh, much better. I mean, the, the Bills are probably top half the league, even with all the injuries factored in. The Ravens are the best defense, at least pass defense. Uh, in the NFL, you can make a case for maybe the Jets, uh, you know, as, as the best overall defense in the NFL. Maybe a team like, uh, you know, the Browns, even after uh, Houston tore them up. But this is a really, really good pass defense at every level. The, the defensive line rushes the pass really well. Uh, you know, Roquan Smith is such a great linebacker at that second level. And in the defensive backfield, they go through, you know, their third safety has seven interceptions, Geno Stone out of Iowa. Um, so they're, they're good. Marlon Humphrey missed last week's game with an injury. It's not maybe looking as good this week that he'll come back, so maybe that'll hurt them, but it's a much, much harder defense for Mahomes and company to go up against. Eric, do you think the window for the Bills has closed? It's hard to come to a different conclusion, man. I mean, like, you look at, you know, there are three top cap hits. It's Josh Allen. It's Stephon Diggs, who the last 13 games of the season, no 100-yard games. Uh, and it's Von Miller, who... You know, played 14 games this year, no sacks, and five total tackles. You know, they, those two guys have two contracts that they can't get rid of them. So they kind of, you know, and they're, you know, 58 million or so over the cap. They're basically going to have to push those contracts into the future, which means those two guys are going to be on the team for much longer just for this team to get cap relief moving into the future. Eric Eager in tonight, SumerSports.com, NFL analyst talking championship Sunday. So 49ers favored by seven last I saw. Debo Samuel could be in trouble. How big of a factor is that? I, well, I think he's probably, you know, the, this team is such that 
non-quarterback stars are worth more to the point spread than any other team, right? Because their quarterback, as we saw the other day, is not a superstar. He's very much dependent upon the rest of the players. George Kittle had a great year, 1,000 yards for the first time in a few years for them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was the best running back in football all year. Ayuk had a great season, one of the most efficient, I think the second most efficient wide receiver in the NFL per route uh, after Tyreek Hill. Uh, Samuel's been terrific as well. When he missed time, now both he and Trent Williams missed time, so a lot of people are citing the missed time for Samuel. They also have to you know, factor in the fact that Trent Williams missed time during that time as well. They lost you know, some of those games. Um, but, yeah, he's worth a lot. And when you factor that in you know, with the Niners, you know, their skill position players are worth more than other team skill position players because their quarterback is more of a game manager than some of these other great teams' quarterbacks are. I'm going to ask you, Jared Goff um, against the 49ers defense, is that a mismatch? It can be, but you know, where Goff you know does a lot of great things middle of the field. I, I wrote this out uh, on Twitter today. You know, Goff over the middle of the field has a one hundred and forty-two point two passer rating. You know, that's where uh, you know the Fred Warners and the Dre Greenlaws are. Right, Dre Greenlaw two interceptions last week against Jordan Love, including the game winner. Like it, it, it they match up okay. Now the secondary for the Forty ers after Traverius Ward with Talihona Nofonga out for the season, not ter- you know, not tremendous. This team is not as deep as they normally are, especially defensively. After you get past the front seven, so I think that the you know the Niners will do some things defensively uh, in this game, and it, and it just amounts to what they're able to do uh, off the play action stuff. Whether they're able to stay ahead of the sticks in the run game, and that run defense last week against the Packers were not able to stop Aaron Jones, and we're not able to stay ahead of the and if the and if the Lions with Gibbs and Montgomery who have been a great pair running the football are able to stay ahead of the sticks, Goff off a of play action has been phenomenal this year. Okay, um, do you think both games are close? And have you picked your winners? I mean, I think both teams who are favored are probably the right teams to pick. I, I think Kansas City, of course, being the three and a half point dogs, are much better the much better underdog to take. But I, I think both underdogs have a really good chance. And I think if you're going to pick against the spread, I think I'd take both underdogs against the spread this week. Um, you know, it, it, it's, to me, it seems like they're going to be two really close games. And, and I'm really excited for them. I think that Detroit, you know, they've been waiting for this one for a long time. Um, I think defensively they've, they've had their struggles, of course, especially the last you know, five, six weeks. Quarterbacks have really torn them up. But the 49ers showed a lot of weaknesses last week. So I think if I had to pick a side in that game against the spread, I'd take the points with the, with the Detroit Lions. And it's just really hard for me in a playoff game, much like last week. If you're going to give me points with Patrick Mahomes, the best player of his generation, I'm going to take him. Okay, instant reaction, Eric Eager, before I let you run. It just broke. Jim Harbaugh's hired by the Chargers. What's, uh, what do you say? I'm a little worried here just because it's going to be different than the time, the last time he joined the team. Remember, when he took over for Mike Singletary, that team had Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, Vernon Davis, Joe Staley, Alex Smith, the first overall pick. They had Justin Smith, Navarro Bowman, uh, you know, all those great players, uh, Dante Whitner. He was able to take that team that was underachieving and make them good. Everybody thinks the Chargers roster is good. It's not. It has Justin Herbert and a bunch of guys they have to cut to get under the cap. That's where I'm worried about the Chargers. I think the Chargers roster is overrated. So this is going to be a harder job than when he came and took San Francisco over from Mike Singletary a decade ago. 
Eric Eager tonight, SumerSports.com, his work there. Eric, always good. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, Dave. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Eric Eager in tonight on a breaking news Wednesday. It just broke, and he's got a roll. <laughs> We got Eric Eager, one of the top NFL analysts out there, SumerSports.com, on tonight. Find him on Twitter, X at Eric Eager underscore Jim Harbaugh being hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. So Harbaugh's leaving Michigan. Harbaugh's going to the Chargers. Oh, boy, now we got Sean Payton Sparky. We got Sparky against Harbaugh in the AFC West showdown of the Broncos and the Chargers. Harbaugh against Sparky. I can't wait. All right. We'll react to this Harbaugh thing. I've got just a couple of thoughts there. It goes back to last year and what I predicted a long time ago with Michigan when this Connor Stallions film stuff started going. I said it here on the show. So I'm going to remind you what I predicted with Michigan football. And I wasn't sure I was going to be right, actually. Turns out, I I think it's going to come to fruition with this Harbaugh news. First, we'll jump out of it, get into Scott Pianowski, Major League Baseball writer for Yahoo Sports. What's his read on the Baseball Hall of Fame and the importance of it moving forward next? You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. We're starting the year with big deals on new GMCs at Spearfish GMC. Now up to $6,650 off new 2024 Sierra 1500 crew cabs. Up to $3,300 off one remaining 2023 terrain. Great deals also on three remaining 2023 Acadias. The new year means a great deal at Spearfish GMC Cadillac. Online at spearfishmotors.com. Herskel Gaming Resort has always been Deadwood's undisputed leader in casino giveaways. With $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings happening every Friday through Sunday. On Saturday nights, it's the Lucky Sevens giveaway. With $1,000 cash drawings at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 27th, it's the one and only $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. Get all the contest details at firstgold.com. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows of a lot around 27 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 48 tomorrow. Mainly sunny skies. Lows of a lot around 29 tomorrow night. Cloudy skies expected. Overcast skies Friday. Decreasing clouds by Saturday. Highs in the upper 40s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently 45. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, (laughs) 
listen closely and you're just having a And you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. Who wants another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live weekdays 4 to 6. If you missed some of the show, search The Nate Brown Show for the podcast, wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. The Nate Brown Show. Search for it. You've got the podcast. Listen when you can. Every show right there in the podcast. Scott Pianowski joins us on Fox Sports Rapid City. Major League Baseball, yahoosports.com. Want to talk Hall of Fame? How it go? Uh, how the selections are made, the votes are cast, how this moves forward, the whole thing. Three guys get in yesterday: Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Mauer, Scott Pianowski on tonight. Scott, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. So I'm going to ask you about the Hall of Fame and and the whole big picture of it. Uh, first, I want to go with. Todd Helton getting enough votes. He was short last year. He gets in on the last run. Is Todd Helton a Hall of Famer for you? Yeah, very much a borderline case. I lean no. I don't have a huge problem with him being in. I'm not going to picket it or anything. Obviously, he presents a difficulty of he was a Colorado hitter, and he was somebody who did not have the greatest second half of his career. His Final All-Star Game appearance was at age 30. Never won an MVP. Maybe he was robbed in 2000. He had MVP numbers. But it's just so hard to know how do we take at face value these Colorado stats. Larry Walker recently got in the Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody had a problem with Walker. But uh, Helton, I just would like to see a longer peach. I'd like to see a little bit more of a mark on the baseball landscape. I can't think of an indelible Todd Helton image. They did play in that one World Series against the Red Sox. They were wiped out in four games. That's certainly not Todd Helton's fault, but it just shows us how difficult to handle the Colorado situation and also when Todd Helton played. I mean, his best season was 2000 at the height of the steroid era. There was never anything uh, linking Helton to that, but it was a time where baseball pitching was really bad. Offense was up. And so you see some of these numbers, it's just hard to take them in context. I leaned no one Helton. I thought he needed to do a little bit more in his 30s, a little bit more on the road. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's in. I don't think him being in is a big problem. This isn't like Harold Baines. It's like, wow, wow, they let Harold Baines in. I thought that was an absolute mistake. But Helton to me was borderline. I leaned no, but I am fine with the yes. Is Joe Maurer a first ballot Hall of Famer? He, he got in. That surprised me. I did think Bauer would get in the Hall of Fame, but another guy who had a very short peak, he did win the three batting titles, he won multiple gold gloves. And I don't nobody's going to say this, but I think what the, what the Hall of Fame committee really likes with what we've dealt with the last 20 or 30 years with the unsavory part of the Hall of Fame debates and who did what, who, who used what, what do we know for sure, what do we speculate on. 
Joe Maurer is about as nice a guy as, as you can think of. I mean, he played all of his career in Minnesota, which is a you know, salt of the earth, Midwestern guy, hometown guy, won batting titles, played in the playoffs, was a really good defender. Then he gets the concussion, he switches to first base, and he added almost nothing to his Hall of Fame resume in his 30s. He was just a guy who hit for a decent average and would hit like seven home runs a year. But there aren't a lot of catchers in the Hall of Fame. Only third base is a position with less representation. What does Mauer going in mean? I always always thought Buster Posey was going to get in anyway, but this means there's no way they're going to deny Buster Posey. And if you're a Yadier Molina fan, I think Posey getting in probably means Molina's going to get in eventually as well. Joe Mauer, first ballot, uh, he's in. Adrian Beltre, the other guy, I want to know from you, Scott, where does he rank for third baseman? I mean, everybody says, oh, Mike Schmidt, and, you know, you go through it. Where's Beltre in there? You can argue he's the second-best third baseman of all time. He's certainly in the top five. I think Schmidt stands alone. George Brett is in that conversation. Um, Brooks Robinson was the great defender, didn't necessarily hit as much. He did win one MVP award. We all knew Beltre was going to get in. It was just a matter of what his percentage was going to be, over 3,000 hits, did it for such a long time, came up young, played well into his 30s. And he just had stats that you couldn't deny. The thing that always got me with Beltre is just how unbelievable he was on defense. I think he could have been a shortstop his whole career. That's how well he moved laterally, had an unbelievable throwing arm, and did it different places. He did it in L.A. He did it in that pillow contract in Boston. His stats were a little bit muted when he played with Seattle, and then he had that great final act with Detroit. Uh, you, you won't find anybody. I, I thought Beltre might have had a chance to maybe push into 98, 99%. I don't know how anybody couldn't have voted for him other than that silly idea. Some guys don't go in first ballot. I mean, who could not vote for Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays or Joe DiMaggio or guys like that? Obviously, Rivera finally broke it. Even one person didn't vote for Derek Jeter for crying out loud. But yeah, probably the third or fourth best third baseman of all time. Maybe I would put Brett number two. Schmidt still stands at number one. But when you get that group of five, Beltre's in that five. Scott Pianowski tonight, YahooSports.com, Major League Baseball. Find him on Twitter, X at Scott underscore Pianowski. So the baseball sport loves history. There's no better sport that values history. And I had this big picture conversation with some buddies over the weekend. They told me, hey, even in baseball and, and then the other sports, the young people and the next generation – will not value history anymore like we do. Are we going to have a Baseball Hall of Fame discussion like we're having on the radio 20 years from now? Are young people going to care? It's a great question. I do think the tone of the conversation, the shape of the conversation is going to change because Nate, when people like you and I were growing up, we were collecting baseball cards. You might not see a player, if you were an American League fan in an American League city, you might not see a National League player, but once a year at the All-Star Game, maybe he showed up on the Game of the Week once in a while. Now, everything's available. Streaming, highlights, Twitter, whatever they're calling Twitter today. If somebody makes a great catch, you can see it in 15 minutes. So we grew up with, what are the numbers? What, where did, did somebody win awards? Was he Rookie of the Year? Was he MVP? Was he in the MVP balloting? Did he make his mark in the postseason when we got a chance to see him play? That's different now. Because if you want to watch every at-bat Julio Rodriguez has with the Mariners, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what kind of internet connection you have. As long as you have something, you can watch that guy play every day if you want. 
or if he makes a great play, you're going to see it on the highlights on social media in 10 minutes. So it maybe isn't as married. Baseball's always, the advantage it's always had, as you said, the great history, but also it's the record book people care about. If you ask somebody, what's the all-time rushing yardage record, nobody's going to spit that out at the top of their uh, off the top of their tongue, but people know 300 wins. People know 3,000 hits. People know Pete Rose passed Ty Cobb at, at 4,191, uh, 4, and then Cobb lost a hit somewhere in the in the ether when they went back and did the stats. People know what the RBI record is. Obviously, people know what the home run record is. So that's always been the advantage of baseball. History means the most. Stats mean the most. That's why we got so frustrated when the steroid era kicked in because it made the stats somewhat irrelevant. We couldn't relate to them anymore. But I still think that's a huge advantage of baseball. But because sports are consumed differently, we live with a culture where people don't watch the game. Maybe any one, any nine. Of them. Baseball did a lot of good things this year, and we talked about it a few times during the season. The game got faster. The pitch clock made the game a better pace. There were more stolen bases with some of the rule changes that tied into that. So they, I think baseball took a really big step forward this season, but the way younger people digest sports and the way they care about sports is certainly different than previous generations. Yeah, it's really interesting to me. Will they care about the history of sports and even the Baseball Hall of Fame, which we uh, discuss every year? I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sure on it. Scott Pianowski in tonight, talking baseball, yahoosports.com, where he's got his work. Scott, always great. Thanks for the time. Great to catch up with you, Nate. Be good. Thanks a lot. Scott Pianowski in YahooSports.com, Major League Baseball writer on the Nate Brown Show tonight. All right, good stuff. Great baseball guy. So there's the Hall of Fame. It's in. Uh, my question of the day, if you haven't answered that, I'd like your feedback on that. Question of the day, um, do you think the younger people slash the next generation will care about the history of sports? Do you think that is the case? Yes, history will always be valued in sports. No, the younger people won't care. Question of the day on the Nate Brown Show and the drive at 5. Let's get the results. The latest, uh, send in your answer. Will young people, the next generation, continue to have an appreciation for history in sports? Yes, history will be valued. No, they won't care. 60% of you voting on Twitter, no, they won't care. There's kids these days. <laughs> no, they won't care. 40% say yes, they will. History will always be valued. Okay, Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. Breaking news on this Wednesday on the Nate Brown Show. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan, going to the Chargers. I'll give you my thoughts on it from the AFC West and also what I said quite a while ago with what I thought was going to happen at Michigan. And then I thought, man, maybe I'm maybe I'm way off on this. Turns out I think that's going to be the case. Plus five questions from Chris on a Wednesday. It's all straight ahead. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Save big money on your next project right now at Menards. Freshen up your home with a new coat of paint from Dutch Boy. Get quality products with features like mildew-resistant coating, stain shield technology, and dirt-resistant paint and primer in one. All in Dutch Boy's award-winning twist and pour container. Pick up a gallon of DuraClean interior paint starting at $19.97 after $8 mail-in rebate. Price is good through January 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort presents Ramped Up Winter Winnings with prize package drawings every Friday and Saturday. Starting at 8 p.m., you could win a $300 package. The prize packages grow by $100 every hour up to $600 between 11 and 11.30 p.m. Then at midnight, someone will win a $1,000 cash prize. Plus, during the grand finale on Saturday, February 24th, Cadillac Jack's will draw for 10 major prize packages, including a grand prize of $5,000 in cash. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort. How will your night play? out. Denny Minnow Rapid Chevrolet buys cars, even if they have hail damage. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. Even with hail damage. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks, and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at RapidChevrolet.com for no obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. Even with hail damage at Denny Minnow Rapid Chevrolet. Good Fun Radio presents Did You Know? Did you know you can't make change for a dollar with three quarters, four dimes, and four pennies, even though that adds up to $1.19? It's true, but you could use that change to buy a South Dakota lottery scratch ticket. Use one of your leftover pennies to scratch it, and you could even win thousands of dollars, because good fun comes to those who play. And now you know. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Uh, By the way, nobody told me this job required math. I hate math! KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. 
Tuesday, the Nate Brown Show. Glad to have you on board. I appreciate it. However long you tune in, thanks for checking in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live weekdays 4 to 6 on 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. You're home for local, regional, national sports. We got you covered. Mike McFeely's on the way from Fargo, North Dakota tonight. Inforum.com columnist just wrote a big story today on Kalen DeBoer. Mike McFeely, one of our great guests, he went to Millbank, South Dakota, spent some time there talking to everybody that knows Kalen and the story from Millbank to Alabama. Mike McFeely on the way. We'll go high school hoops this hour. Get a preview of the Stevens Central matchups. Stevens and Central hoops play Friday girls, Saturday boys. Talk to the girls head coach at Stevens, Adam Denenbring, on the way. All right. Um, biggest news of the day as we welcome you into the Drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Pre-owned selection's always great. The difference at Summit, car buying built around you. Experience the Summit difference from start to finish. No high-pressure sales gimmicks. Quality financing, the right financing for you and your family and your situation. Get to Summit. Start at summitautogrp.com. All right? Summit Automotive Group. Um Here's, here's the biggest news of the day, uh, no doubt. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan, and he's going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, so everybody's coming. You know, here we go. Everybody's got to come out with a hot take. You got to have a hot take. What is this going to be a? This is going to be a failure. This is oh, what, what's it going to? No, Jim Harbaugh's going to be the best. He's going to build a winner. In okay, just hang on here. Jim Harbaugh's been successful. Um, wherever he's been, right? I mean, we can we can see that. I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan. I think it's kind of a it's a it's a weird act. Doesn't feel genuine to me. I've just watched him, but it must work. He did it at Stanford. He started at San Diego. I mean, he started at the University of San Diego. That's not a football powerhouse. So he's worked his way the right way. Whether you want to say Jim's a, a big dog now and, and the whole thing, he worked his way up the right way. Winning wherever he went, done the NFL thing at San Francisco and made the 49ers a winner. Then he goes to Michigan. Good years, a rough one, got in doubt, takes Michigan football. you got to realize this. Michigan football was not great, and now he's made them great. How did Jim Harbaugh do it? He's got a system. He's got his plan. He hires staff. That whole thing. So I'm not a Harbaugh fan because I look at it saying, I don't know. He just, he. you know how guys just rub you the wrong way. Some of you guys just don't like Russell Wilson. <laughs> so I, I understand. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. But what I'm going to tell you about the Chargers, apparently they're spending big money. So the Chargers are like, hey, we're getting serious. It's a big upgrade. I don't want to, I don't, whether, whether Jim Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl there or not, I don't know. But you go from Brandon Staley where you're trying to be the smartest guy in the room and doing goofy stuff on the field and you still think you're a defensive expert and you go to Jim Harbaugh who has a track record. It's a track record. It's a big upgrade. So I'm sitting here as a Broncos fan today saying what? Oh, the Broncos could have hired Jim Harbaugh, I would have hoped, last year. 
They did not. We got Sparky now, speaking of the smartest guy in the room, Sean Payton, who's you know just running us into the ground as I speak. There's really no solid plan in place. So I look at it and say, the Chargers have been close. This is how I see it. They've been close. I've never worried about them ever. As a Broncos fan, I've never worried about the Chargers. You, you know the saying, the Chargers are going to charge her. It just is what it is. I've never been worried about them, not for a second. Jim Harbaugh there, big investment. He's got a track record. It's a big upgrade. Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, pretty good fit. I don't know where it's going to go. They're going to win the whole thing. I, I, it's, it's really hard to do. This isn't Michigan. Okay, so now it's an even playing field. You, you got, you got a lot of players in uh, as a factor here. So Jim Harbaugh's gonna. I just said it. Big upgrade, big investment by the Chargers. Is he going to have roster control? And they hire a GM and name only. We'll see where this goes. But as an AFC West fan, um, the Chargers are now quite a bit in a better position than they have been. Now with Michigan. Here's what I said a while ago. I thought with this Connor Stallions um, stealing signs allegations, I said when this whole thing came out, I didn't love it. Um, everyone, oh, everybody does it. I got, you know, people said everybody does it. It seemed like they took it a next uh, step further. It did. It got uh, them in trouble. Jim Harbaugh suspended this year. I mean, the whole thing. And it felt like this Michigan staff was just going to ride through the year. They're not going to kick him out, you know, vacate, win, none, none of that stuff right now. Ride through the year, and then things will blow up. And I think that just happened today. My guess is they're not going to go with Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator that's been there. I, I don't think so. I think the Michigan sign-stealing uh, allegations and the Connor Stallions thing – they wrote it. They went all the way. They won it. I'm not going to take away the title at all. And I thought weeks and weeks ago, it feels like it blows up. They're going to survive. They'll just, you know, swim through oatmeal and get through the tough part with the Big Ten and the whole thing. And now this tells me that's it. Jim Harbaugh's out. I don't think Michigan's going to be going, oh, yeah, let's keep this guy, that guy. I think the Michigan football scene changes big time. We'll get into it tomorrow. We'll get some guys on to discuss this even more as it broke today. We'll see. Okay, what's next at Michigan? My guess is it's blown the whole thing up, the Connor Stallions whole thing. Jim Harbaugh now going to the Chargers. I said weeks and weeks ago, it feels like the whole staff, I think, is probably going to ride it through, and then that'll be it. And I think that's the story today. Five questions from Chris. Still on the way this Wednesday. He gave me five questions. I'll get to the answers. First, the Mike McFeely appearance. He went to Millbank, South Dakota to find out everything about Kalen DeBoer. What did he find out? His story out today, and he's live next. This is the Nate Brown Show. 
If you love sports and excellent food, there's a new sports bar in Deadwood that has it all. Come try the all-new Boston's Pizza Restaurant and Sports Bar at Deadwood Gulch Gaming Resort. Boston's is serving up fan favorites with great burgers, pasta, wings, and gourmet pizza. Plus, they have a new $12 lunch lineup. They're open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week, serving lunch and dinner. When you're in Deadwood, come and watch the big game at the new Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar at Deadwood Gulch Gaming Resort. The all-new 2024 Harley-Davidson models have landed. Hi, this is Kelly Ray from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson just launched the all-new Street Glide, Road Glide, and CBO models, and we have them in stock and ready to go. We have more models at launch than ever before, and whether you're in town for the stocks or just passing by, be here this Saturday to see everything that's new and enjoy free lunch at 1130 and happy hour all day. Plus, this Saturday only, get a $50 gift card when you spend $300 or more on qualifying genuine licensed merchandise in our motor clothes department. See you this Saturday for free lunch and happy hour at Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. The highly anticipated Box Elder Event Center is now open. The Box is the Midwest's newest and most innovative facility that makes any event a cut above the rest. Featuring native hardwood floors, digital scoreboards, color-changing lights, and an enormous space to host multiple games at once, the Box is the premier youth sports venue. Are you ready to take your sports event to the next level? It's time to play at the Box. To get your event started, visit thebox.live. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows of a lot around 27. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 48. Tomorrow, mainly sunny skies. Lows of a lot around 29. Tomorrow night, cloudy skies expected. Overcast skies, Friday, decreasing clouds. By Saturday, highs in the upper 40s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 44 degrees. For 84 years, Hobbs Tire Service has provided a service studio for safety, service, and recreation. We are proud to ask the same question to you. From Nate to Buy More in Ohio, to the Indianapolis on Tires from Bridgestone, Firestone, Cruiser, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Hankook, and more. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Family owned since 1939. You should know Pumps. Visit PompsTire.com. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-11. 11. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City, driven by Spearfish Motors, your home for the new 2024 GMCs and Cadillacs. They've got them all right there at Spearfish Motors. 1910 North Main Spearfish. Start online, spearfishmotors.com, and then drop by. They've got the 2024 GMC Sierra pickups, the 2024 Cadillac Escalades. Right now at Spearfish Motors, they're your locally owned new car and truck dealership, spearfishmotors.com. Mike McFeely went to uh, Milbank, South Dakota. What a trip. 
He's a columnist for Inforum.com. Follow him on Twitter, X, at McFeely underscore Inform. Wrote a great piece on Kalen DeBoer. I read that this morning. Well done. Found out a lot about Millbank and Kalen and the whole thing. Mike, good to have you on. How are you? Well, you make it sound like Millbank is 9,000 miles away from Fargo. It's like 125 miles. It's two hours. It's Not a destination. No Not normally a destination. Um, no, but you know what? I'll say this. As long as I have the, the stage right now, um, Millbank is a nice little small city. It, it uh, You know, we talk a lot about, you know, many rural towns in south, eastern South Dakota, North Dakota, western Minnesota, you know, kind of really struggling these days because people are moving away. There's not many jobs. All the things we talk about all the time. Millbank is is thriving for the most part. They have a, as I wrote, they have a big Valley Queen Dairy there that employs several hundred people, and um, they they do a nice job. They they take care of their town. They have provided things. They're building a brand new, gorgeous American Legion baseball field. Oh yes, that's the birthplace of American Legion baseball, by the way. Millbank yes. is, and so I, Millbank is is rocking. It's good. It's a pretty cool little place. Okay, so I read your story. I thought it was really good. Some great characters in there, and and some history with Kalen DeBoer starting his athletic career at Millbank. He was a basketball player. Went on to play college football, and I mean, we we know the rest of the story. What did you, it felt like your takeaway was Kalen DeBoer still appreciates where he came from and still stays in touch. Now, maybe not every day, every 10 minutes, but it, your takeaway on the story was DeBoer hasn't forgotten about his roots here. Why was that important? Well, I, I think that it just speaks to who he is. Um, you know, I mean, Alabama, as we all know, is the pinnacle of college football in America. You can't, you, you can talk about Michigan, Ohio State. Those are big jobs. Those are important jobs. But Alabama is it. And Nick Saban made it it. And so for Kalen DeBoer to take on that job and have the millions of things going on that he has going on, and yet still take time, even if it's just a few seconds, to text somebody from back home or to take five minutes out of his day to do a one-on-one interview with the Millbank weekly newspaper, the Grant County Review, I think that, to me, speaks to who he is. And whether that translates into victories or success at Alabama, I don't know. His track record is pretty good, for sure, the last couple of years at Washington. But he, he hasn't forgotten where he came from. He hasn't forgotten where he started and I think that's important. Um, in my business, and maybe in yours too, Nate, you see guys who move on from small towns in Minnesota or North Dakota or South Dakota, and maybe they're not quite as accessible anymore, and maybe they don't get back home anymore, and maybe when they do get back home, they don't want to talk to the local crowds or the local yes, media. correct, correct. Those types of things. Kalen DeBoer, as best as I can tell, is not that guy. I, I can't get over when I found out uh, that he did a one-on-one interview with a young woman who's a, a young reporter at the Grant County Review. That's huge. I mean, who does that? What what <laughs> coach of a major organization? And just a day or two after he took the Alabama job, not in the summer, not when he was back home to visit family, he 
talk to her on the phone like the day after he got the job, for goodness sakes. That's amazing. So here's and the I thing. Um, Kalen DeBoer's been on this show once. I didn't get him when he was the national you know, championship guy at Washington, but I got him when he was at Fresno State. And he was, have, he was having success as the head coach at Fresno State. And my point was, he's not from western South Dakota, but I reached out and he said, yeah, I'll do an interview on the Nate Brown Show. And I don't, I mean, why would he care? And so that kind of told me, too, it's like, yeah, that, that told me. Uh, and then you talk to guys off the air, Mike, and you, you might know this when you're not running the recording. You can kind of know if they're uh, quality guys, how they talk off the air. At least I can. Yeah, I mean, you, you get an idea that they're that they're just normal humans as, as as opposed to as opposed to highfalutin or or phonies. And I don't know Kalen DeBoer. I have never talked to the guy. I've never been in a press conference where he's been a coach. I, I you know, I've never literally never talked to him or met him. But I, I but I came away from spending several hours in Millbank just with the idea that people there are are happy for him. They're proud of him. But there's also still a connection there when guys who we played high school football with 30 years ago are sending them text messages on the night of the national championship game. And, you know, who does that, first of all, you know, and, but then he gets back to them, you know, eventually. And, and in the case of the high school principal, Dan Snaza, who I, I don't think that Kalen really knows Dan all that well, but Dan Snaza, the principal, texted him the day that he got the Alabama job that night and Kalen texted him back at one o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, and so that's not the be all end all. That doesn't mean that Kalen DeBoer is his mother, Teresa, but I, I think it speaks to his small town roots and that he hasn't forgotten where he's come from. And I think that to me, that's impressive that, yeah. he, that he remembers he's from Millbank, South Dakota and his family's still there. And even though he doesn't get back very often at all, he hasn't been back there for probably five years because of his schedule, but he, he's not out of touch. Inforum.com is where you'll find it. SiouxFallsLive.com, um, uh, where I found it as well. Mike McFeely, part of the team. Find him on Twitter, X at McFeely underscore Inform. The story up right now, SiouxFallsLive.com on Kalen DeBoer. So how much pride does Millbank have? You said, I mean, they're happy for him. You kind of looked around the school, the whole thing. Uh, how much pride do they have that, hey, Kalen DeBoer from Millbank, uh, the Alabama coach? Sure, as you'd expect, you know, from any small town where somebody goes on to the, the highest pinnacle of their profession, they're very proud. But, again, I, I think because it's a, a small town and so many people know him, his mother and sister and brother-in-law and nieces still all live in Millbank, so it's not like everybody's moved on. They all still live there, and so... I think they're just happy for him, and, and I think they're they're proud that he's representing Millbank, and that Millbank is getting some notice and getting some notoriety. There's not a lot of you know famous people from Millbank. That's the other part of it is is he's probably the most famous guy ever from Millbank. Um, the other guy that I actually didn't even know about was the the dude who like invented Tommy John underwear, and I didn't even he's from Millbank. And I didn't know that. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom Patterson, I think his name is, but but who knew that? I mean, nobody knows who that is, um, even though he's a successful multimillionaire, presumably. Um, so Kalen DeBoer is the guy. The other thing that you know we need to keep in mind here is, um, you know, Millbank is sort of in this 
the spot where there's just not a lot of media coverage. You know, it, 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 it's 130 miles from Fargo. It's 135 miles from Sioux Falls. It's 180 miles from the Twin Cities. There's just really nothing around there where, you know, if somebody is from Jamestown, North Dakota, or somebody is from uh, Mitchell, South Dakota, they're kind of closer to a, a quote-unquote larger media market. Millbank is really, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's it's really kind of in a a black hole of media coverage. And so they just don't get a lot of attention from much of anything. And so Caleb DeBroer has brought uh, some nice, positive attention on a community that just doesn't get some very often. And that's good. I, like I said, it's a nice town, nice people. It, it's, a, it's a great little spot. I think what's cool about it, and it came out in your uh, story, was guys that appreciate where they're from. There's some that do, and I've talked about this on my show, guys that have made the big time. And some that have, and then they're like, yeah, I don't really care about South Dakota. Or, or at least they act like they don't. Uh, seems like Kalen has a connection. Uh, the story's at SiouxFallsLive.com. Big story on Kalen DeBoer. Good work. Mike McFeely went to Millbank and spent some winter days there. That's tough. I mean, that. but you're from North Dakota, Minnesota. You know what's going on. It was uh, a, well, my wife is actually from not too far away from Millbank. She's okay. uh, from, from Beardsley, Minnesota. So I actually, I actually once bought a pickup at Millbank Ford in Millbank, South Dakota. I love it. I've eaten, I've eaten at the Pizza Hut. We used to drive over from the family farm and eat at the Pizza Hut in Millbank. So I'm I'm a veteran. I'm not a stranger to Millbank. <laughs> Great story. Uh, well done. Thanks for coming on talking about it, Mike. I appreciate it. Anytime, Nate. You know that. All right. Mike McFeely tonight. SiouxFallsLive.com is where I found it. Um, he writes for Inforum out of Fargo, columnist, and he went to Millbank to uh, tell the story of Kalen DeBoer from Millbank, South Dakota. Millbank High School was a great basketball player. He's like, yeah, I like football, too. Then went on to play college football, coach college football, and now coach Alabama football. It's not just college football. Um, SiouxFallsLive.com, good stuff. I think Kalen DeBoer, I said, I've only talked to him once. That's it. He was here on the show. Didn't have to do an interview. He's a head coach at Fresno State. Asked him to do an interview on Fox Sports Rapid City. In Rapid City, he's like, yeah, South Dakota, I'll do it. And quality discussion I had with him off the air. Talked some football and his, and, and his history on the air. And now he, he finds himself at Alabama. I wish him nothing but the best. Rooting big time uh, for Kalen DeBoer. We come right back with five questions from Chris. Oh, boy. Here we go next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. Who wants another burger? 
Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Danny Manhole Rushmore Honda. Buy certified pre-owned with no money down and get financing as low as 1.99% APR. That's right, 1.99. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. See us at Denny Manhole Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Length of finance contract is limited on select certified models. See dealer for details with qualified credit expires 331-24. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show weekdays 4 to 6. Thought-provoking sports talk. Questions of the day. Good stuff on a Wednesday. We're live on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Everybody checking in on Twitter. We appreciate that. Watch us live on Twitter, X, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show and watch us from anywhere, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter and The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Our channel, subscribe. You've got the show live. Welcome in studio downtown, Rapid City. Adam Dannon brings coming up. We'll talk Stevens Central rivalry games coming up this week. Friday girls, Saturday boys. Adam Dannon bring head coach for the Stevens girls. Can the Raider girls keep winning? We'll take on Central on Friday. Coach Dannon bring is on the way. You know what time it is, right? On a Wednesday. Are you ready? I'm ready for five questions from Chris. Here we go. Let's go, Chris. Five questions from Chris. He sends them in. I'll send them out the best I can. Question number one. Nate, we're three weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Leave it up to Chris. Baseball expert of the Black Hills. With the start of the Major League Baseball season two months away, we haven't heard what the Rockies or Twins are going to do when it comes to their TV coverage and fans enjoying their games. Is time running out for games to be found on a broadcast channel this season? Major League Baseball has said all games will be on MLB.tv app, but no word on broadcast TV. I mean, it's getting interesting, Chris. Here's the latest. I've heard with, like, the Twins. They were on that Bally Sports, right? So Diamond had Bally Sports, and they filed for bankruptcy, and they had all these regional sports channels carrying, like, Twins games. So here's what I just saw. Amazon just took over Diamond Sports, which had the Bally Sports channels. So I just saw this, uh, I think it was last week. Amazon's in the mix, like taking over the Diamond Sports properties. So I'm going to say, are you going to see Twins slash Rockies on Amazon Prime? Are we going to stream Prime? Where's MLB.tv in that mix? Are they going to allow that? Keep an eye on that. I just saw Amazon's in the mix on Bally Sports, the Diamond Sports properties that had the regional games, all the Twins games we we are used to watching. So, yeah, time's of the essence here, but keep an eye on Amazon. Could they stream those? Question number two. 37.5 million people watched Packers 49ers Saturday. That broke a Saturday broadcast record. Then 56 million watched the Chiefs and the Bills. 56 million. As a whole, the televised NFL regular season averaged 17.5 million viewers per game. 
Why do you think viewership in the NFL is up for a second consecutive year? Why? I mean, they're setting records, Chris. It is just the number one brand in sports, the number one destination viewing. There's nothing on TV like the NFL. Live sports uh, beats everything. NBA, um, all of this stuff, they beat everything. And the NFL is the king of all kings. So fans are into this. I didn't think it could get even bigger and bigger, but it is. 56 million watch the Chiefs and Bills. What's the Super Bowl going to be like? It's going to be uh, probably massive. Question number three. Salt Lake City's emerged possible temporary site to host Oakland A's baseball while the stadium's being built in Vegas. If the A's moved to Salt Lake City, they would forfeit $60 million for a media contract with their current broadcast partner. Do you think the A's will move to Salt Lake City or find another place in California to keep that broadcast money? My guess is, man, the A's need money. I know, they're so poor. They don't have... I, I understand they, they have money. They need money. They want money. I don't think they go to Salt Lake City. I don't see that. I don't see the A's going to Salt Lake City temporary. They're going to find somewhere else. They, they'll find somewhere in California. They have a bigger city that has a stadium. You know, something along those lines, like a 5,000-seat stadium even. I think they'll find somewhere in California. Question number four. Five questions from Chris tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Question four. A 20-year-old sophomore in college, Nick Dunlop, just won the American Express PGA Golf Tournament this past weekend. The Alabama Crimson Tide golfer had to give up the $1.5 million in prize money since he's an amateur. Do you think he should turn pro or stay in college and try and help Alabama win the championship? Um, Chris, one and a half million? And you're going to give that up? You got to stay in Alabama? I try and work an NIL deal of some sort. sort. I mean, he's not going to require a bunch of money, though. I don't think he can request a bunch of money. I just want a PGA event, one and a half million dollars? And a 20-year-old kid? That's life-changing. That's not $20,000. That's one and a half million. I got to take it. I got to take it. I'm sorry. It goes against everything I believe in, keeping with the team. But again, can I can I take it through an NIL deal somehow with American Express? Can I work a sentimental story? Can I can I do something to stay in college? Can I do an NIL deal to give me the price money over the next five years? That's my option. Okay, question number five. Baker Mayfield signed a league minimum with added incentives this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the Bucs need to decide, do they offer a contract to Baker or franchise tag about $35 million for one year? What is the best option for the Buccaneers? I'm not going long-term with Baker. I'm, I'm really excited for Baker Mayfield's season if I'm the Tampa Bay Bucs. He just outperformed, competed, got you to the NFC Divisional. I can't go long-term. I, I, from, from what I've seen, I'll go franchise tag one year. Baker's going to make a lot. We'll see if he can do it again. Franchise tag Baker, I think. Five questions from Chris in the books. And Stevens basketball girls head coach Adam Dannenbrink with a preview of the central matchup coming up. 
coverage of high school basketball action continues Thursday on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rapid City Central Cobblers travel to the Northern Hills to face the Spearfish Spartans in a boys and girls doubleheader Thursday at 6 and 7.30 from Spearfish High School. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for the play-by-play beginning with the pregame show at 5.45. It's the Cobblers and the Spartans in a boys and girls doubleheader Thursday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. It's the geometry teacher who mans the ticket window. It's the kid in grade school who paints her face blue and white before every home game. It's the accountants and salesmen and store managers who give up their Friday evenings to referee. It's the graduate who listens to the league championship game on the internet. It's the parent who sells ads in the school athletic program. It's the cashier at the corner convenience store who wears school colors on every game day. It's the trainers, equipment managers, and ball boys who never miss a practice. What makes high school sports here in South Dakota so special? They do. You do. We all do. High school sports. It's the we that every community needs. This message presented by the South Dakota High School Activities Association and the South Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Your sports, your show on the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're here from high school to college to the pros, local, regional, national. Try and get you covered weekdays, 4 to 6. We are live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. You're home for high school basketball. Stevens Central rivalry games coming up this week. Friday night, it's the girls. Boys, Saturday, we've got them both on Fox Sports Rapid City. Stevens won them both. First round. The Raider girls back to it. Head coach of the Raider girls is Adam Dannenbring, and he's back on the program tonight. Coach, good to get you on. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I always appreciate your time. Let's talk some hoops here. So, I look at it. You guys have picked up some wins as of late. Um, you've learned some things in other games a couple of weeks ago. How do you feel right now, late January? Uh, I think we're still a work in progress. You know, we've been playing better basketball, which is fun. Uh, we've been getting some wins. Uh, you know, I yeah, but I would just say we're a work in progress. There's things that, you know, we're doing better than we did at the beginning of the season, uh, but there's always room to improve, you know, and you're always looking to keep improving until we get to the end of the season. Have you been able to see kind of who's who in double-A? You've had a challenging schedule. Have you seen some quality teams out there and kind of what it takes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've I've watched a lot of film, too. Uh, but, yeah, we've played some, some very solid teams this year so far. I thought, uh, you know, 
I mean, every team that has, has beaten us has played really well to beat us. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, certain teams are, are better at certain things. You know, we've really struggled with a, a big girl in the post. Like when a team has a big girl in the post that can score, like we've struggled with that. So we're going to have to figure out some things on how to do a better job of stopping that. Uh, but, you know, yeah, looking around the state, there's some fantastic girls basketball teams. Okay. You, you have one senior players that are, you know, uh, have some varsity experience, but not like a boatload of it. How do you feel they progressed? Some of the players that have just hit the floor starters this year. I, you know, I think that they're they're learning. Definitely, they're learning their roles, and it's it's been a challenge for you know a lot of our our younger girls that are sophomores. You know, they've been used to playing tons of minutes, and you know now they have to take a different role. Maybe they come off the bench and they have you know two three minutes at a time. You know, where they're going to have to just give us some time out there and they're going to have to, you know, do the best that they can do, you know, playing defense, rebounding, you know, scoring if they get a chance. And, you know, that's been hard, you know, I think for a few of our girls to get to get used to that transition. But, you know, every year is different and every team is different. And, you know, this, this year's team, you know, is very young with, uh, with four sophomores who play a lot of minutes along with three juniors and, and a senior. And, you know, that, that, that this just takes time. And I think that, you know, the beginning of our season, you know, it did take just a little bit more time than I was thinking it was going to take. But, you know, every season is, every season is different. And, you know, teams kind of, you know, learn as, you know, learn what's going to be best for them as we go through the season. Rapid City Stevens playing Central Friday. Uh, the head girls coach for the Raiders, Adam Denenbring, joins us tonight talking Raider girls basketball. So you guys have been on the road a ton. Man, you're on the road. You're road warriors. So that's probably good in certain ways. Has it been a challenge? Oh, absolutely. It's been a huge challenge for us. Um, you know, for me specifically, like, the challenge is just making sure we get everyone fed. Um, you know, make sure that we have our room list done. Make sure we have our, you know, our out-of-school list taken care of. You know, for the girls, it's been super challenging for them, you know, schoolwork-wise. And, you know, I, I think, like, having the back-to-back road trips to start the season was really difficult for us because we, um, you know, we, we had some girls that were kind of sick when we were on the way home from Aberdeen, and then they're kind of sick, you know, on a seven-hour bus ride. They shared it with everyone else in the bus, and then including me, and then that next <laughs> week I was sick, and I missed a couple days of practice, and we had other girls that missed a bunch, and, you know, it was just it was a, it was a tough go that second weekend for sure. Uh, you know, but I think it is going to help us in the end of the season, you know, because we're, you know, we're learning how to be tough on that second day. And that second day is, you know, if we're lucky enough to make it to a state tournament, you know, when you get to that second day, you're you're going to have the fresh legs and you'll be able to, you know, you've been through how you feel to play on that second day of that, that back-to-back. Somehow, some way, I think that sickness found its way to me. Somehow at Fox Sports Rapid City, it's amazing. Um, yes. It went through Stevens as well. Okay, um, you guys are in this thing now. Central, you already beat them once. And what was your takeaway from it? you got to play twice now. Coaches adjust. What do you expect Friday? Um, you know, I think that Central has made some changes. They had a couple weeks there without a game. And looking at how they played uh, Watertown and Brookings, it was a lot different. They they decided that they're going to full court press and they're going back into a one two two zone instead of playing man. So I think it's going to be a lot different game for sure. 
you know, they've got some girls who can shoot it, and they have, you know, a couple girls inside that are pretty solid too. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a different game for sure, and you know, they're going to be fired up, and we'll be fired up, and you know, it's like who's going to be able to handle that emotion, and and it's the, uh, it's the most fun game in the state. I think it's, uh, I think it's the best. So I'm, I'm really happy that our girls would get to participate in it, and uh, yes, and they'll be hopefully we'll be ready to go. I love the rivalry. Uh, Stevens Central Girls Friday, boys on Saturday. Our live coverage for you on Fox Sports Rapid City uh, coming up. So I look at it, Coach. Season's going fast. Are you in that PowerPoints hunt? Get a Sodak 16 game at home. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, we've got to win a few games make sure that we're we're up in the, up in the top eight i think we're sitting about 10 right now so i you know we've got some work to do uh but you know there's some games on our schedule that if we you know if we play well play the right way we hope that we can win them uh then there's some other games that i think are coin flips and if we can win a few of those coin flip games that would really help us stevens head girls basketball coach adam dannenbring his girls have won a few now going into the central matchup friday uh coach good to have you good luck to you yeah thank you appreciate it adam dannenbring tonight talking stevens girls basketball i like the team watched them a lot uh they play central friday girls friday boys saturday Central Stevens basketball, the Rapid City rivalry round two on Fox Sports Rapid City live this weekend. We're coming back with who's hot and who's not. Speaking of a basketball game, there was a college basketball game close by with a close by team. They did something I I don't think I've seen. We'll talk about it. Who's hot and who's not on the way. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Wildex and Real Estate team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time home buyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Wildex and Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. Your best deal on a premium pre-owned vehicle is here at Spearfish GMC Cadillac. Low Miles 2020 GMC Sierra 1500 Denali, 4000 under retail at 49947 2015 Chevy Suburban, 22977 plus two Jeep Wranglers, two Ford Broncos, and over a dozen HD trucks. Chevy, Ram, Ford, and GMC, all on sale. Spearfish GMC Cadillac, online at spearfishmotors.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show? Wrapping up on a Wednesday, who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch every night at this time. I tell you, the Pizza Ranch Buffet is the best buffet in Rapid City. Fried chicken, 
pizza buffet your way. They'll make your favorite pizza if it's not on the buffet. Salad bar, cactus bread. It's all good. Mashed potatoes. I mean, I need to go. I'm hungry. PizzaRanch.com for carryout or delivery specials online right now. Two locations in Rapid City. The Pizza Ranch. The buffet open daily, 11 to 8. Who's hot category going to the NFL? Just want to make sure everybody's aware. The NFL set a Saturday record um, when it came to divisional round. Okay, They set a Saturday ratings record. Then they set a Sunday ratings record for divisional round. 56 million average watching uh, watching the Chiefs and Bills in the fourth quarter. It hit 56 million. The previous mark, 48 million with the Cowboys and Packers back in 2017. So we're talking about all-time numbers. Chiefs-Bills was the most watched program on any network since last year's Super Bowl. Chiefs Bills, most watched of anything since the Super Bowl. The NFL is just unbelievably uh, popular right now. It's just off the charts. All right, Championship Sunday this week. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting because you got Ravens, Chiefs. That's that's strong. You got Lions, which is an upstart story. 49ers, strong brand. I think you can have huge numbers uh, Championship Sunday. And our Pizza Ranch, who's not category tonight? I'll leave you with this. I can't have this. Shadron State women's basketball was playing at Adams State. Okay? Armac game. Shadron State was down 40 in the third quarter. Towards the end of the third quarter, they called a timeout. Their coach was upset over some things, and he stated, I asked to look out for the health of his players, and so I'm thinking he was upset about fouls not being called, whatever it may have been. Shadron State women's basketball forfeited. They walked off the floor against Adams State late third quarter. Yes, they were down 40. I can't have it. I can't. I mean, they walked off the floor. That coach at Shadron State has now been suspended three games. I can't have it, coach. Can't walk off the floor. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show. The podcast going up right now. We'll be back here tomorrow at 4.